As we end this meeting, we want to end it in a very solemn way. And um, as you end silent sounds, take silent sounds back home. Let there be sight in your prayer life. Let there be sounds in your prayer life. And I say to you tonight, and this message I have for you is called, Is There Not a Cause? Is There Not a Cause? Is there not a cause? C A U S E U S E is not cause as in no. Is there not a cause or is there not a reason? You know, I say this to you tonight. You still have many sermons to preach. You still have many people to reach. Your best is still yet to come. You have still not preached your best sermon yet. You have not preached in that conference yet. The best is still yet to come. So don't rest on your ass. Don't take a break. There is still more lands to cover. There is still more lands to cover. Truth is, many people start before. Many people end before starting. One thing you must learn in ministry is that you must have a never-die attitude to the work of ministry. You must have a never-what-die attitude to the work of ministry. Salvation is not a reward. But the truth of the matter is this. Good works a reward of salvation. Look at first Samuel. Let's let me get to my message very quickly. Look at first Samuel 17. Let's read from verse 20. First Samuel 17. And let's read from verse 20. And um, I want to ask you tonight, is there not a cause? First Samuel 17. Let's read down from verse 20. Says, don't you follow the story very carefully? Very carefully, let's follow the story very carefully. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep of the keeper with the keeper <clears throat> and took and went as Jesse has commanded him. And he came forth to the trench as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. And Israel and the Philippines. Philistines that put the battle in array, army against the army. And David left his carriage in the hands of the keeper of the carriage, and ran into the army and came and saluted his virgin. And he talked with him, and behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of God, Goliath by name. Out of the armies of the Philistine, and speak words, I speak according to the same words, and David heard them. I'm in verse 24 now. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, and they were so afraid. Verse 25. And the men of Israel, have ye seen the man that is come up? Surely to defy Israel is come up. And it shall be that this man who killeth him, and the king which enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. Verse 26. And David spake, to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? Verse 27. And the people answered and said unto him, and after the man had said, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, the Elias brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab anger was king to the king's David and said, Why camest thou thither? With whom thou hast left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know their pride and the nothingness of thy heart. For thou hast come down to see thy mountains, see the battle. And David said, What have I done? Read it. 
is there not a God? You know, David, according to history, some part of history said he's one of the son of the unmarried wife of Jesse. The truth of the matter is this. He heard Goliath talk. And David was like, ah, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? And David told his brother, what have I done? I have said I want to defeat him. I want to challenge him. Have I done a bad thing by saying that? And David asked, and told his brother, is there not a cause? You know, in life, Purpose determines your vision. Everyone ran away in the story when David, when Goliath came in. But David just had the way he saw things differently. Purpose determines your vision. He saw Goliath. Others were saying, ah, they run away. And David said, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? He saw Goliath and he spoke differently. You know, the truth of the matter is this. I grew up wanting to become something else. But is there not a cause? All of you all grew up to want to become something. Is there not a cause for the thing? Look at Jesus' mother. You think she wished to carry Jesus. But is there not a cause for, her, for it? So, if I wake up in the morning to pray. Is there not cause is there not a reason if I leave my father's house and go and preach the gospel in the jungle is there not a reason if I leave Indiana and go to Amity County to preach is there not a reason if I leave in Terrapolis and go to Bloomington is there not a reason? If I leave Indiana and travel out of the state to preach the gospel, is there not a reason? Because this is a conflict of interest. You, where your personal life, um, personal relationships want to interfere with God's plan for your life. But you are the one that would put a dividing line to it. Because purpose determines your vision. Is it not worth it? You have conflict of opinion, plans, purpose, and your pursuit. But the truth of the matter is this. What is most important to you is your perception of what you are doing. What matters the most is what you see you are doing. Do you even understand this thing we call ministry? Do you understand what you are doing? You will never fulfill the call of God upon your life by democracy. By, I mean, if you want us to go Say yay. I know first want us to go. Say nay. The yes have it. You, <laughs> you will never fulfill the call of God on your life by democracy. This is David's elder brother, Eliab, asking him, Ah, I know your pride. I see you're not. People will call you prideful. Oh, because you are preaching the gospel. Your own is too much. But is there not? Look at what David said. Ah, what have I done? Is there not? A cause. We will always have that conflict of different opinions. People, your parents will have their own plan. You know, parents used to have plans for their children. They'll say, You, I want you to be a medical doctor. You, you don't, you don't, you don't like it. <laughs> and you see a lot of people in that part. They don't like it. That's why you see many of them, movie stars. What did you study in school? Microbiology. Why did you study it? I did it for my parents. A lot of conflicts of opinions. I know how much battles I faced with my own family when I said I was not going to science class. My father did not talk to me for six months. I'm not joking. 
because I said I'm not going to science class. Because the very first textbook they bought for me, Ababio, I hate that thing. And which other one? Essential, no, no, it's not essential biology. Eh? No, they not buy that one. It's essential, um, Ababio and thesis. That too, with biology. Yes, essentials of biology. No, there was one before essentials of biology. I did not use. There was. Is it okay, okay? No. It's essentials. Ababio, Ababio chemistry, thesis, and essentials of biology. Oh, because I handed the book to you. <laughs> Conflict of interest. You will always have that. But the truth of the matter is this. David said, is there not a reason? You are doing ministry today. You've left your house for some days now. Coming to pray. People will say, you get home, they will say, ha, ah, what's your problem? Was there not a reason you came? <laughs> if you notice what Jesus and David did, if you study Jesus' story, it was similar. When Jesus was in the temple, the mother came to look for him and said, Ah, what are you doing in the temple? Ah, Jesus said, Ah, I'm handling my father's business. You face your own business. Jesus gave his mother a lie. <laughs> because is there not a reason? And you know what? Both of them both moved on. David moved on. Look at verse 30 in that place. He said, And he turned from him towards another and spake after the same manner. Ah ah. And the people answered him after their former. Because those words of discouragement, they are just to set you back. You have to turn. You have to learn to turn back and say, It's dear not a cause. And keep on moving. You should be clear about God's purpose for your life already. You should. All of you know that God's purpose for your life is ministry. And the truth of the matter is this. We can all be together. But every one of us will have To get to the point where you will follow your own convictions. Everything can be rosy today. You are still moving together. Hey, because Sister Amy said he is he, preaching. Me too, I'm preaching and following. It will get to that point where you have to draw yourself back and say, Do I really believe in this thing? Or I don't. You can't all do it together. You will have to have your personal convictions. Anything you can be deceived or discouraged about is something you are not sure about. I'll say it again. Anything you can be deceived or discouraged about is something you are not sure about. You know, you can be a pastor and be convinced that that is not your purpose in life. Some people can be a pastor and say, no, I'm still called to be a motivational speaker. They are not sure or they are poly. <laughs> people will be blessed. People will be healed. People will be healed and you are the pastor. But you, you are still not sure of all God has for your life. You have to be clear. Because the work of ministry is not a tea party. It demands conviction. How convinced are you about the work of ministry? Because there are things that will happen to you that will fix, that will test your convictions. Build your ministry around your personal conviction. I can't backslide. It's not possible. I'm saying it and I'm saying it on tape. 
in 60, 70 years, you will still find me doing the ministry anywhere I am in the world. I can't go back. I mean, this for a long haul. I sit, my face is set on the flames. There are times, there was something that happened to me and my friends some years back. When we came in contact with Revelation, I shared some with Abraham when we were at the hotel some times ago. I said, me and my friend, we, we used to do ministry together, but when we came in like contact with the knowledge of God, we had to differentiate. We had to run away. We, we separated. Because me, I believe some things. I'm following some people. They don't believe. So for a place of one year, everybody was on their own. I mean, these are friends we grew up together. But everybody had to follow their own conventions. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday. He was like, I can't be able to follow you to that meeting, this and that. Why? I said, oh, because of this. this everybody has to follow their own convictions. That is life. What if Sister A.Y. backslide? Will you backslide? What if I backslide? It's not possible. Will you not say, ah, me, I'm not doing work of ministry? That shows you are not convinced. That's what happens to a lot of people. What if me, I say, I just lie down in my bed and say, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm not coming to church again. I'm not preaching again. Listen, that, I'm not praying again. You do not say, ah, since Minister Ewa is not even doing it. Thank God, though. Ah, at least we have break. That means you are not convinced about what you are doing. That means you have no sense of conviction. You must have a clear-cut understanding of what you are doing. You see in Acts 2, Acts 3. Anyway, Acts 2, when the Holy Ghost came upon them on the day of Pentecost, the next thing they did, they preached, 3,000 men were saved. Conviction. Acts 3, Peter and John, in the gate of in the beautiful gate, they healed the man, they preached. They entered into the beautiful gate, they preached. Persecution came. Conviction. Acts 5, verse 40 to 42. They were flogged, but it did not make their zeal win. Even under persecution, they didn't look back. They were convinced. They were men of conviction. This one message, it's a very personal message. I'm not lying to you. Because when you are convinced, nothing can stop you. Look at Stephen's story in Acts 7. A man of conviction. Because the truth of the matter is, afflictions are meant to further the gospel. It's not going, always going to be easy. Afflictions are meant to further the gospel. When Peter left jail, he did not say, ah, suspension for ministry, let me go, go, go and rest. He went back to preach. Paul was beaten. Paul was put in prison. It was, it didn't stop him. But you, ordinary little shaking. They sack you from your job. You can't preach again. You say, no, you know, you don't understand what I'm going through. I'm not emotionally okay. That means you are not convinced. You know how many times they sack me from job and I will still come and preach to you like nothing happened to me. How many times I will have no zero account, money in my account, and I will still come and preach. Can stop anything. Many times I go through challenges and I'm still here. You are there at least knowing an insight into my challenge. But did you see it in my lips even in this conference? There are things I've been battling for one week before this meeting. I can't tell anyone. But did I come and say it and say, Bridget, I think we are suspending sight and sounds. No. You have to be a man of conviction. No circumstances must end your ministry. No circumstance. The goings are good, yes. The goings are tough, yes. It must not end your ministry. What should only stop you should be death, and you are not planning to die now. When you are alive and you are not fulfilling purpose, you are as good as dead. When you are alive 
and you are not fulfilling purpose, you are as good as dead. So ask yourself, are you clear about your purpose? Is this going to be something you will do forever? It's not just prayer forever, gospel forever, sound touching forever, forgiveness forever. Are you convinced? What if the person that is holding your hand when you say forever, forever, stops on his wayside and does he preach? Even if all my friends look back on the gospel, I'm not looking back. My heart is set like a flint. Nothing can shake me. If you don't come tomorrow, I will enter a bush. People will come. We'll pray. We'll start up something again. We know ministry. Ministry is not, we know that it's not keyboard. We can stay under the tree and preach. We've used classrooms before. We've used all way. I mean, some of you remember in school, in school, all way to preach before. I don't care. I'm not someone looking for pulpit. What do we use? We use table. I mean, it's no glamour. We know what we are doing. Conviction. We're not, we're not joking. Are you convinced? I told you, me and my friends will split. I shared that story with Abraham. I said, for a space of one year, that's why I was able to meet the likes of them, Jim Hakim, all of those guys. Because we split it. They say, ah, oh, you, you like we little berry we are messing. Like this one's carry gospel on the side like man man. We follow this. This one say I'll follow this. Uh, you go your way. We did not talk for one year. I'm, jo- I'm not joking. Everybody, stay your own conviction. That's what you believe. This is what I believe. It was later on, they came back to meet me, what you are saying. They will always come back. Just let them meet you doing the right thing. I won't stop preaching. You will only be the one to go. But you will still come back, meet me doing the same thing. Be a man of conviction. Ask yourself, are you clear about your purpose? If I leave tomorrow now, will you stop ministry? If you stop, that shows you don't know ministry. You are not convinced. You are doing it wrongly. It should be conviction. Purpose means you will know your conviction in every circumstance. You will know. Every circumstance, yes, in spite of your academic challenge, in spite of your job, in spite of your marriage, in spite of your children, in spite of everything, you will know. That's purpose. That's purpose. It doesn't mean you will know everything in the future, but you will know your conviction. You don't know how the future is going to lie, but you can determine it with your conviction. I'm not going to pick a job that will not allow me to do ministry. I won't marry somebody that will not allow me to do ministry. I won't marry somebody. You, you, you have to know your conviction. I won't give birth to too many children that will not allow me to do ministry. I you, you, you will have. People say, why? You tell them, is there not a cause? Why did you do this? Is there not a cause? Why are you people praying? Ah, is there not a cause? Why do you people lock yourself inside and say you are doing retreat? Ah, is there not a cause? You are men of conviction. Look at that 21. Act 21. Act 21 verse 4. says, And finding certain disciples, we tarried there seven days, who said to Paul, through the Spirit, that he should not go up to Jerusalem. <laughs> Look at verse 11. And when he came upon us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own feet and said, Thus seeth the Holy Ghost. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owned this girdle and shall deliver him into the Gentiles. Look at that 20 verse 24. Look out to the devil. But none of those things move me, neither count I my life dear unto me, so that I might finish my course with joy. 
and the ministry we shall receive of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So in that act 21, what was happening is people say that Paul should not go to Jerusalem to preach. People say, ah, why should you go to Jerusalem? Why should he go to Jerusalem? To preach. People say, he's, he's even bounded. <laughs> but you see Paul, who is a man, Convention. You see a man, Paul, of conviction. In Acts 20, verse 24, he says, None of these things move me. <laughs> Neither can't I, my life, dear unto me, myself, that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I receive of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel. Look at the person beside you and say, I don't know your heart. No, you're not talking. Say, I don't know your heart. You don't. Say, look at the person and say, I am, I am here for me. Stay the person again. No decision of yours has an effect on me. Do you really mean it or you're just saying it? No decision of yours has an effect on me. If you say you are not doing ministry tomorrow, bye-bye, me, I will continue. Is there not a cause? Because, see, if people say you are not coming tomorrow, I will carry myself somewhere else. Pastor Reverend Nikes will say, if all of you leave the same community tomorrow, I will go somewhere else. I will go and preach. I can't stop. That's the truth. I can't. Me, I can't stop, oh. The only thing is you will not come again. If there is one person, I will teach the person. If it is two, I will teach. Some of you know, I don't care. Two, I will teach you. Three, I will teach. One, I will teach. And I won't teach like it's one person. No! I've taught children before. I've taught adults before. I've taught teenagers. <laughs> he doesn't know me. I just teach. Be a man of conviction. Nobody should be capable of helping you change your mind. You can't have a stupid conversation with somebody. Person that tell you, you know, this ministry, you have to be taking it gently. And you to say, it's true. It's true. Maybe I, I'm not here tomorrow now. Somebody now come and tell you, you could just be coming down. Why are you people praying? I mean, this and that and that. You to say, it's true. Are you mad? Is there not a cause? Release yourself from the trap of popularity. You want to do what is popular? Release yourself from that trap. Release yourself from the trap of emotional attachment. The person is my family member. The person is my Christian leader. The person is my friend. Oh, release yourself from emotional attachment. Release yourself from that thing. Do you know what is on my own heart? You yourself from the church. Oh, he's my friend. He will not backslide. Who told you? You know for yourself that you are not the one that will backslide. You yourself for what is popular. And journey. We are just following. We are just going together. Believe yourself from those things. Don't be emotionally attached to anybody. Don't be. Jesus' mother and Jesus. Jesus came to the mother and said, Ah, we have been looking for you. You are our son. Jesus said, Ah, won't you find me about my father's business? You expect me to be following you and be doing mother's son. But I was at the age of 12, Jesus was found in the temple asking tough questions. That's conviction. He knew what he was going for, he knew. It was not going and be doing rolling tire. It's convention. Post ministry partner. They told him, don't go to Jerusalem in R21. Don't go. <laughs> Said, I am bound to preach the gospel. That's convention. They gave him more trust. Ah, listen. If it, uh, he said, <laughs> I am bound to go to Jerusalem. That's convention. You see people, they, they, 
I remember before I came here, people gave me prophecy. I say, you know, that place you're going, you're going to, I feel like you're going to die. Oh, it's in your place they gave me the prophecy. <laughs> you know now, strange prophecies was coming, left and center. Oh, cover shoes, Baha. I just, ah, different. <laughs> I told myself, I am bound to go there. Nothing will stop me. Before, before I left there, please, prophecies was coming. Do you know, why do you want to leave? Because they were saying, why do you, why, why? Because they say, uh, <laughs> people even had one that day inside that cubicle. We're, we're dealing with that. Ah, eh? I am bound. No, 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 stop me. If God told me this is it, we'll go for it. This type of conference we do, I hate God and we are in it. I'm bound. Nothing can stop me. Somebody told me, eh, eh, you poor, why are you people meeting in the night? Ah, is there not a cause? Is it in your house we are meeting? Ah, Abi, did we? Did we? <laughs> Did we? <laughs> you know, some people are just annoying. Why are you even meeting there? Is it your house? Are you part of the people that are coming to stay? Are you part of those that want to come and pray? Did we? <laughs> Let me just stop there. Release yourself from emotional bondage given to you by people. Release yourself from pleasures. Doing things that will satisfy you. If you're always liking a life of convenience, you won't go far. You have to be able to push yourself. I told people, push yourself beyond your limits. Stop staying within your comfort zone. If you will last long in ministry, you must put all of those things under control. Under any cause, you must have to forego, number one, emotional attachment. Two, popularity, doing things that are very popular. And three, your appetite. You eat too much. You sleep too much. You control your appetite. Because you have to say, people will say, why are you not eating? Is there not a cause? That I stay and fast, is there not a cause? That I pray long hours, is there not a cause that we are shouting? I remember they came to tell you some of you uh, why are you people shouting that you are shouting in prayer. Is there not a cause? Did we shout on your head? Was it your roof? Is it in your house? Are we not using the house of God? <laughs> people say you are preaching always, you are always having meetings. Ah. People are just coming to church every day. Is there not a cause? Don't let those statements get into your head, though. Yeah. Every, every, every day, you are in church. Cause anytime I drive past this place, I must only see you put cars. Ah. Is it your house? <laughs> are you the one paying the library? <laughs> we can safely say that now. <laughs> Is it your parking lot? Is there not a cause? So bind yourself and bury yourself in your purpose. As we close this conference this evening, one thing I want you to make up your mind. Nothing should take you away from ministry. Nothing should ever make you stop preaching. Like my friend said, I shared with you in the afternoon, in some other session. My friend said, leave ministry. Wherever I am is ministry. Ah, I like that. She got to London under two weeks. Ministry started. When she was in GSS. GSS means element, um, middle school. She set the old school on fire. A Catholic school. When she was in high school. SS1 to SS3. She set the old school on fire again. She's very popular. Who knows? Because she went to a public school. She said, ah, no. I said, so how will you come to the lead ministry? Wherever I am, it's ministry. Ah, I like that. 
That's somebody who has buried himself with his purpose. You, if you change location today now and say, oh, ah, wow, I'm going to Chicago tomorrow. You're like, enjoyment. No, it's not enjoyment. You should see it as an avenue to go and preach. Avenue to expand the course of the gospel. See, look at everybody here. Just look around, look at everybody. You might not always see everybody again in future. But the truth of the matter is, wherever you are, will you still be doing the work of ministry? Or will we say, Brother Collins, sorry, is your name that came to my mouth? <laughs> Why have you forsaken the Lord? Are we going to say, ah, or you'll be saying, those days when we used to pray, may that not be my portion. I hear that statement. Those days when we used to pray, those days when we used to stay up in the night, wow, those days. Somebody was giving Reverend Ica an eulogy on, on online. Let's just say, wow, I remember those days. Reverend used to put us inside some training. All of us just look, we just say, wow, you remember those days, so you're not doing it again. Somebody put SME, shake my head for you. <laughs> yeah. He, he reached to say that. He said, I remember those days. And you are even bold to put it on Twitter. Remember those days when we used to do prayer work? Prayer must not be in your past. Preaching must not be in your past. Praying for the sick must not be in your past. Have you buried yourself with your, with your purpose? If you have found one, if you have found a purpose, ensure you set your faith like a flint. Don't let your family member discourage you. I'm not saying go and be rebellious to your family, but they just don't understand. My family, I remember the battles I faced, they did not understand my call to ministry. I have to face that. Your friends might not understand. Ah, why are you spending this much money? Is there not a cause? Second Timothy 2, verse 3 to 4. Many of you are getting blessed so far. Second Timothy 2, verse 3 to 4. It says, But thou, therefore, endure what? Hardness as a good soldier of Christ. It says, No man that worried entangled himself with the affairs of this man, with the affairs of this world. That he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Build on the word of God. Ensure you build your life on the word of God. Do you believe the word? Or you believe what some people, you know, so I, some things are very irritating to me. So we say, let me quickly ask somebody. I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, okay, we should, we should pray, Abby. Let me quickly ask this person. Should we pray? Ah. Can't you pray? Must you follow somebody? What if the person backslide? Don't hang your faith on somebody. Are you understanding me, people? These are things that people will teach you. Don't hang your faith on your preacher or even on your pastor. Don't hang it. What if he backslide? That's why some, some pastors will close church. And the members are wondering about like a lost sheep. Because they don't have convictions. You see some pastors, maybe things happen, maybe there was a slander on their names or people will libel them or people just do something. All their followers suddenly become their haters. Ah, but you were following that man. That means you did not have conviction. Anyone that do what they like, they... They don't, if you're just living a life like you're just doing what you like, then you don't know how to follow God. Because a man who follows God knows where he's going. Do you, have you heard from God? That thing you heard from God, how far are you able to keep it? The things, the things I'll just say, the Lord told me to do this. 
I'm going to do it. And I will do it well. I'm not doing it because I want to please myself. God told me. Just make sure you're not that one person who misses God. You must have your own conviction. Me, I will stand on my purpose. I don't know about you. Not America. God told me. I will stand on it. You might not be there, but you will hear about it. You will hear that Ayo Benson said that God told him about North America. And he will conquer it. You will hear. You might not be there. You might be one of those people who are also on the news saying, Praise the Lord. Um, welcome to CNN News. Ayo Benson just um, preached the gospel somewhere. Maybe you don't even broadcast it for us in CNN. You're like, I used to know that person. It's not God forbid matter. It is you that will make the decision and say, I will not leave ministry. You know, some of these great men of God, it's their friends that is the one broadcasting their messages. And they were there when the man used to pray in campus days. Some of them used to hold hands together and pray. But where did they go? They, they let the winds of this life sway them away. Don't let anything, your husband, your wife, your children, your family, your father, your mother, your anything, change your purpose. That's why I celebrate some of you who are facing problems at home, yet stood on your ground. They don't just understand. You can't blame them. Can I take inside? To obey God, there is a price to pay. It's true. I can tell you. There are things God will tell me to do. I say, God, ah, there are price to pay. Something has to go. In this work of ministry, personally, I know my leg has to go. I will stand. <laughs> my sleep will have to go. I know. Your appetite will have to go. I was teaching the leaders. I told them, my work and the work. There is things that will have to go. Some of you, it will be a commitment of your family. You say, oh, me and my wife, we're just like me and my family, my personal, it might have to go. <laughs> because your, your home will not be community home. Because you have to house disciples. You will not lie to these people. And you have to walk in love. You will not be telling them, pay house rent. No. Things we have to go. Your career we have to. I used to want to be a politician. I loved politics. I, 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 I dreamt it. I saw it. Visions, revelation. Till, till this year, visions and revelations of people are still telling me I will do politics. Somebody told me last month, I said, I just, God is telling me you will do. I said, <laughs> if you had told me, Ten years ago, I would have heard, I would have said, yes, the Lord spoke. <laughs> but you're telling me now, it's too late. I started a party in secondary school, high school. Super party. Vote for me. I your person. Incoming governor. Incoming president. I will give you change. I was doing political. So that in future, they will know that I said I will give them change. <laughs> you don't understand. I became Fresno president, became Shushu prefect because ah, I could lobby my ah, alpha. Hey, I was, and I was not dining prefect. If you vote for me, you eat well this night. Ah, <laughs> Senior Bensi, I will vote for you. <laughs> so, people that like food, Senior Bensi, I will vote for you. <laughs> don't worry, she means in the future, I will vote for you. <laughs> One messaged me last year, he said, Don't forget your superpowers, they're going to punish you. It has died. It has died. Super what? It's super gospel now. <laughs> super Jesus. <laughs> it has died. Ah, those dreams. Oh, I just want to, I'll live in Bahamas. I'll just travel to Bali. Live the life of enjoyment. Go to Dubai. Just spend 
Madai's. The, the one that is raining now is Madai's. Go to Madai's and my, and he's just stayed here and just with your Osby, not not husband, Osby, Abby, and your Azwe, just um, and spend like three months on him and just you, you know you have lost it. You know you've lost it. You know, somebody told me about our pastor. The man got married in the morning. In the evening, he still came to church to have Bible study. That's a man of purpose. I'm not joking. That's a man of purpose. He cannot allow the marriage stop his ministry. I say they will close church because they married. As they finished getting married, everybody was saying, wow, pastor, what is it? we meet in church. <laughs> we meet in church, Bible story. I'm not joking. The friend, my friend told me. He said they went to the marriage, everybody was eating. He said the way he rushed the, the reception, you'll be wondering, ah, is it rapture? <laughs> he said the next thing, he said, we'll meet in church, we'll meet in church, God bless you, all right, thank you. The next thing is, bam. Bible study. He preached as though he did not get married. He said that day he will stay alone. He did counseling. Ah. <laughs> you see? <laughs> you see? People with no purpose. <laughs> no purpose. No conviction. Wedding night. You see? No, no. Some things we have to go. If you can't learn that, then you don't know ministry. Why would you think Jesus lived alone? He knows that imagine you have Mary. Mary, I want to Mary that wanted to trust Jesus upon you. I said, Jesus said, touch me not. Imagine he had that type as a wife. No. <laughs> that one will not let him <laughs> die. <laughs> Just imagine Martha, the wife of Jesus. That one will cook for Jesus. And <laughs> just imagine Martha as the wife of Jesus. That one will keep cooking for Jesus. Jesus will forget the fact that he came. He will ah, did I really come and fulfill the Father's will? Wow. <laughs> Things we have to go. That night, the man did cancel it. If it was you, you would say, Shabi is just quickly preaching. Let me quickly preach. You can't do any moon night. My friend said, he did cancel it like he did not marry. He said the wife knew the person he married. That's a man of purpose. You, just because you marry, you lost your faith. Your, your faith shake. He entered ghost loop. Just, just, some people, just because they are in love, they are not married. In love. <laughs> Their Christian life just enter traffic. It's just there, moving, especially Lagos. The one, no, the one on, in Mainland Bridge. You just stay there on Ghost Lake, like, wow, we're enjoying the Lord. I love the Lord, you know, man. No conversion. It's not funny, yo. It's, it's really not funny. <laughs> Some of you, you just, you just touch money. You, you, just, you touch it. Just, wow. We die on this money. Is it ah, ministry? Well, ah, should we steal money? We, ah, should we, ah, eh, ah. It's money for the gospel too. It's a lie. Check your heart. It's not money for the gospel. No conviction. You say she be a Saturday is coming. We have a meeting. You will not have outreach. Ah. If your marriage could stop your ministry or could make your deal win, then you did not marry right though. You married wrong. Sorry. If you fall in love, and instead for you to get better spiritually, you go worse. You are in you are in trouble, not love. <laughs> you are in what? 
What did I say? Trouble. <clears throat> so, when you pay a price, people will ask you the question. Ah, why? Why are you people coming to church every day? Why are you people praying? But you poor are married. Why are you people preaching? This is supposed to be your honeymoon night. Honeymoon night. Why did you go to church? You tell them, is there not a cause? When you're supposed to be in Bali, living the life of your dreams. Tell them, is there not a what? <laughs> See, their ambitions are forsaken. There are things I can't do. I love traveling. I want to tour the world. I want to, I want to, I want to. See, but imagine I'm touring the world. Who will teach you? Honestly. Just imagine I am pulling the word. Next, last week I'm in Spain. This week Bali. I'm already planning Indonesia. You see? <laughs> Indonesia is. Well, I'm planning Japan. The way you would say, it look as though you want to go. <laughs> Thailand. <laughs> you fly to Spain. See, just imagine. Just imagine that's your life. You know, that's how people will live. There's money turning from one state to another. I've not seen um, how Cali looks like. I want to go to Cali. Why? I just want to have fun, just enjoy one week. One week of no preaching, no prayer, nothing, no frivolities, and you're happy. Some things we have to go. That's why you're a man of God. Anybody that teaches you the gospel and say you can still enjoy life and you are preaching the gospel is a lie. That means they don't want you to do the ministry well. Check every man of God, their commitment to pay. To cost you a lot. But the question would be is there not a what? A cost. Bro, let's pray for me, I close. Honestly, this is a very personal message. It's very personal. I want you to make up your mind. Because the truth of the matter is this. There's a reason for it. Make up your mind. Are you a man of convention? Are you a man of purpose? You are staying up late at night to pray. People are asking, what's wrong? You say, ah, is there not a cause? Every day you are going to church. You just finish sight and sound. You are still coming back again. Ah, is there not a cause? There's still Bible study. You are still there again. Ah, is, it, is it only you that, that they build church for? We too, we are, you know, have you met Christians like that? We are all Christians. We will still all serve the Lord. <laughs> then, then, is there not a word? You are preaching in the snow, in the cold. The cold, you are, you are, you are the, the thing is, the thing is making you cry. It's not tears, only tears. It's not cold tears. Your, your mucus, everything coming out. And your preacher says, Go. <laughs> Jesus died. Jesus buried. <laughs> yeah. Is there not the word? You are sweating, praying. And somebody say, Why are you sweating? Is there not the word? You get home, you are leaping. Your leg is like. They ask you, what happened to your leg? You say, ah, we went to prayer, that's why. They say, ah, why did you stand up to and pray? Is there not a word? You came to sight and sounds. They will ask you when you get home, you say, ah, where have you been since now? You, you were even offline, we could not reach you. What happened? Ah, is it your phone? Is it your data? Is it your Wi Fi? Now you bam. Is there not a what? Don't give up. One word I have for you, and for your future, and for your generation, and for your children that will listen to this message, and for the ones you have not yet born, 
that will listen to this message is dear not the cause. Don't give up. God will reward you. He will. Bible says he is not unrighteous to forget your labor. Staying on course of ministry is not easy. It's a lie. It's not easy. Don't let anyone deceive you. Pray that you, your ears are open to this message. I pray that your ears are open to this. That you stay on course. Every day will not always be easy. I'm telling you, it will not. It's not going to be every day you will feel like praying. It's a lie. Don't let any preacher deceive you. It's a lie. There will be days you will wake up. You'll be like, no, I don't want to pray. But you have to pray because it's dear not a cause. You think it's every day I want to pray? No. You think I wish to teach? I told you even in the beginning of this meeting, I didn't feel like teaching. But it's dear not a cause. Don't postpone that outreach because you don't want to teach. Get on your feet and keep going. There is a cause. I know you don't want to go for that outreach, but dress up, kick your car, trek, and go. Because it's dear not a word. Because. Be, it's not every time you want to listen to message. There are times you just cut it. You say, I don't want to hear again. You just ah, I, I don't, I've heard it too much. It's okay, it's okay. But you have to still listen. Because it's dear not a cause. You are not always going to enjoy ministry. I'm sorry. It's not always going to be easy. Paul didn't have it easy. Easy. Peter didn't have it easy. At times, you have it rough, a bit rough. It's not every time you want to pray. It's not every time you want to study. It's not every time you want to come to church. One of you, you, you woke up, you slept one time, say 7 p.m. Say, wow, I don't want to come. But you tell yourself, it's dear not because sometimes Saturday, even me that sets the time, 11 a.m., I do feel like coming. Sometimes 1.30, I'm like, Lord, can we just go? But it's dear not because before this meeting, in my mind, I feel like, Lord, because I did not sleep before I came. And I didn't have a good night's sleep too. I was like, Lord, I mean we should just postpone this thing. Why do you know we can't? Because it's dear not a cause. Who has it benefited now? So sleep at it. Keep going. I have this message for you, for your life. Keep listening to this. Anytime you feel like being discouraged, come back and pick this again. Give it to your children. Give it to your husband, give it to your wife, give it to your friend. Tell them, is dear not a cause? You will not always feel like doing it, but it is you that will choose to do it. Determine this meeting before you leave this conference. What kind of life do you want? It's you that will make up your mind. Is it a life of convenience? A life of enjoyment. T.L. Osborne said, he grew up in America, but he didn't live here. He lived around the world because he kept preaching. Sometimes they will enter into the jungles of Africa. They lost even their children and they kept preaching. Ah, ah. There are commitments you and your husband and you and your wife will have to make. You see, you know, we could do this, but we can't. Because it's still not a cause. I know you love children. I know. You said you want to give birth to eight. You want to give birth to six. But with that speak you suck up. As much as you want to. I know. You want to be a professor. I know you want to be a women rights activist. I know. You want to be a feminist. You want to be that 
person or who leads a beautiful sample. I know you want the best in life. You want to make all the money. I know you want to. You've dreamed. You've seen yourself play that ball. You say, ah, I will be that player. You've seen yourself be that, have that ambition. But is there not a cause? Make up your mind in this meeting before you leave this meeting this evening. I beg you, please make up your mind. There are costs you have to pay. It's true. It's, see, it will cost you your family. Your family will desert you. Pastor Ife told me, said, at some point in his life, his family didn't know where he is because he chose to do ministry. He said, at some point, they didn't even know the type of wife he wanted to marry. They didn't care because he chose the path of ministry. Some of you might get disowned. Some of you might get... Say, ah, why are you this crazy about the gospel? But is there not a cause? Put your mouth and just make that decision. You are the one that will make that decision. I beg you, give your family this message. Give your friend, give your children. Do you want to live a life of bubbles? A life of conviction? No matter where you are, you still have a reason for living. Even if you move to another state, another country, will you still do the work of ministry? This is your personal time. Make up your mind now. Make up your mind. Are you following your friend? Because your friend did not come to church. You too, you say you will not come. Because your sugar, your own, your boo said, ah, I don't feel like listening to that picture again. You too now say you will not listen again. Because you married. That must that. No. Pray for yourself. Make up your mind now. What kind of life are you about to live? What kind of life will you live? You will have a personal challenge. But will you still be doing the work of ministry? Will you still stay with it? When people think you are crazy, will you still say it doesn't matter? I will turn myself and do the work of ministry. Are you going to stay with it or you are going to do it for a while? It's a long haul. You still have a reason for living. You still have sin as to reach. There are still many sermons you have to reach. Many people you have to reach. Some of you are moving, driving yourself, taking off work to go and preach the gospel. It's there not the cause. Some of you took off work two days. Some of you will take off work to pray. You will take off work so that you can go for a storm outreach. People will say, ah, you are losing money. But it's there not a cause. Make this decision tonight, everybody. I beg you, please, pray to God. This is your personal time. Look, forget everybody in your fellowship now. Forget them. Those in your cell meeting. Forget them. Make your own decision. Forget your sugar. Forget your honey. Forget your pie. Are you going to stay with the work of ministry? That even if this person break my heart, even if this person do anything, I will still stay committed to the work of ministry. So just because of small breakup, they are gone. Whatever may come, I have made up my mind. I, I am in the bed. I will serve the Lord. I will preach the gospel. I will reach me. I will get people filled with the Holy Ghost. I will save sinners from their sins through the power of God walking in me. I, I am in the bed. My face is set like a flint. No retreats, no surrender, no looking back. Whatever you ask me to do, I will do it. Make those commitments to God. To whatever you have sent me to go, I will go. I will make decisions that will affect my call in ministry because I know you are guiding me. I can't backslide. I can't. I can't stop preaching. 
can't stop them healing the sick. Dear not because make that decision this family disparts you. There are a lot of people in this world, their family left them, but they are still preaching. Their family gave up on them, they are still doing the work, they are still standing still. Some are in the prison right now. They are planning that even when they come out, they are still going to preach. <laughs> there is a cost to pay. There is a price to pay. Your parents will say you are mad. Your families will say you are crazy, but is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not? 